This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York. Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot. And Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more. Everyone needs more vacation, right? The new United Gateway card knows how to take you away with great travel rewards and no annual fee, ever. The wait for vacation is over. Tap now or visit unitedgatewaycard.com to apply. Get Goldfinger today. Here's the scenario. You're injured in a collision and your insurance company is denying your claim. It happens far too often. If it happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. My team and I work for people just like you. We don't accept cases on behalf of insurance companies, so you and your family can make sure that you're in good hands. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Get Goldfinger today. You know what I want. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, Samson Folk, and today here to detail for you the Raptors' latest loss versus the San Antonio Spurs, a dish best served, DeMar, as it were. Um, the Spurs beating the Raptors 105-104, to a late heave from Pascal Siakam, and two missed free throws from LaMarcus Aldridge, not able to get the Raptors the win in this one, falling to DeMar DeRozan and the Spurs. And a game that the Raptors... You know, there was a lot of ups and downs because shortly before tip, everybody gets the news. I got it from Blake Murphy announcing that the Raptors were starting Norm Powell and starting Pascal Siakam. That means that only Marcus Saul is the only guy left that the Raptors haven't brought back from the injury besides like Dewan Hernandez, guys like that. But the main three almost all back and especially the most important one, I think Pascal Siakam back in so really interesting and especially since he started three of three from the field in this game we saw him posting up DeMar DeRozan early on looked like okay the Raptors have gotten a huge part of their variability back and that variability is what helps the Raptors perform so well offensively it helped so much last year when they were winning the championship it's helped this year as they've you know coasted out to large victories or been able to operate down the stretch so seeing a return to form in that area was super nice and it just allows Kyle Lowry, you know, he's a maestro with the offense. It allows him more options, more ways to manipulate the defense and to allow the Raptors to score easier. And we saw in bunches that happening in this game. And save for, you know, a 17-0 run from the Spurs, the Raptors did actually handle this game pretty well. It seemed like they had a good hold on it. But, you know, sometimes whatever happens with regression 
or the game being made up of runs in basketball, but the Raptors starting the game well, and especially with Pascal Siakam and Serge Ibaka really looking like the much better front court in this game, getting a really strong start, allowing the Raptors to put their best foot forward at the start of the game, winning the first quarter 28-21. to Norm Powell looked good. It looked like the Raptors had finally inserted some reliable three-point shooting into their offense. I know guys like Chris Boucher, Terrence Davis II have definitely stepped up, Matt Thomas as well, to provide some spacing for the Raptors. But even though they were more or less dependable during certain pockets of play, for the most part, you weren't counting on them to be floor spacers. But over the past three years, Norm Powell has been a fantastic floor spacer and a guy who shoots, you know, he shoots the three at roughly 40%. That's that's who he is now. He takes He takes threes. He makes them, and he puts them down, and that's a huge benefit to the Raptors' offense. And Pascal Siakam, as I said earlier, just allowing the Raptors more variability, easy looks at the rim, one that he missed at the end of the game, but things like that and where he was taking DeMar DeRozan to the bucket early on, the Raptors being able to slow everything down, kind of go to that play and say, all right, Pascal, either bully somebody in the post or pass out of it and get us a great look. That's big time, and that's what the Raptors need, and that's what's going to help sustain them as they go forward, even though they fell apart at the end of this one. These are the types of plays that will help salvage what the rest of the season is, and salvage is even, that, that word has a negative connotation maybe. It will just help the Raptors stay in better shape and provide better looks for their offense. It will mean that they don't have to run the same plays over and over again, and they'll be harder for different teams to match up against. And on the other side, in the first half, the Raptors did a pretty good job defensively limiting the San Antonio Spurs and what they like to do, trying to wall off the rim and keep them from getting in too deep. And, you know, making them... I wrote about this in the preview for this game, but it's quite obvious with the Raptors giving up so many three-point attempts to their opponents and the Spurs being dead last in three-point attempts in the league, something has to give. The Spurs are going to start taking more threes in this game just by proxy of how the Raptors are going to play them. They have to. Those are the shots that they're going to get looks at. And early on and throughout the whole game, actually, we're seeing the Spurs uncomfortable to take those shots. They don't seem in rhythm for them. They don't shoot a good percentage at the end, shooting 22% from downtown, largely surviving this game on the strength of their free throws, still Taking it in the teeth, guys like Lonnie Walker, DeMar DeRozan, Rudy Gay, Derek White, those guys going in with with no fear against the Raptors' set defense and trying to push whenever they can. So I talked about that as well. The Spurs trying to slow it down so that the Raptors can't score as easily on one side, but knowing when to push as well. That's an important aspect of a bunch of different teams. And it seemed like the Spurs figured that out later on. But if we're just talking about the first half, the Raptors did a really good job of putting the clamps on the Spurs and making it so that they weren't rewarded with free throws that often. And they couldn't feast on their own offensive glass. And they couldn't take advantage of the Raptors inside. And that's the Raptors did a really good job limiting the Spurs to 43 first half points, really setting themselves up in that second half to take this thing home. But the second half, you know, it was a different type of thing because... The Raptors weren't dominated by one player in that second half. There was a lot of different moving parts. A lot of guys had little pockets of success, whereas the Spurs relied heavily on DeMar DeRozan. He had 22 second half points. He provided a lot of what San Antonio was looking for, 
once he started knifing into the heart of the defense, he started setting up those outside looks for the Spurs. And especially with the Raptors being very aggressive on the closeout, the Spurs attacking those closeouts and using it for an avenue to get to the rim. That is how the Spurs ended up getting to 105 after scoring just 43 in the first half. They had 26 in the third quarter, largely on the back of DeMar, who was putting in a ton of work, going to the rim repeatedly. He had that huge, massive dunk on Boucher. Rudy Gay had a big dunk. I guess this would be in the fourth quarter now. But the Spurs really leaning on DeRozan's ability to get to the rim and his ability to get to the foul line in the third quarter to keep them afloat. And then once the fourth quarter started, the Raptors, that offense really dried up in this game. And they allow that 17-0 run to start. And that's, you go from up almost 20 to all of a sudden you're down 98-91. to Then it becomes 100-101. to And the Raptors, they break off a 10-0 run the other way. They go up one point. Crazy things are happening because the Raptors couldn't buy a bucket for so long. And even with Kyle Lowry on the floor, when he first stepped on the floor in that fourth quarter, they're up 87 to 74, I believe. And even with Kyle being the shepherd of the offense at that point, they they allowed that lead to evaporate. It went away completely in the Raptors, like I said earlier, down 98 to 91. So they're starting to look at themselves like, we got to put the ball in the bucket. We just have to get points. So we saw... Kyle Lowry pull it from three. A great pass from Serge Ibaka on the short roll. Found Norm Powell in the corner. He hits a three. Then Serge Ibaka, who was the best big man in this game, and did a really good job on LaMarcus Aldridge. Just pretty much a, a giant shame that the Raptors didn't win because this was a great Ibaka game. But he pulls up from behind the arc. He hits a three. Suddenly, things are not so bad. The Raptors, they look like they're back in it. But... As always, you know, things come back around. Marco Bellinelli hits a three, and that's off of the breakdowns that the Spurs are creating against the Raptors. The Raptors couldn't contain the dribble penetration to a point. They did a great job the whole game against guys like Lonnie Walker, against DeJounte Murray. But DeMar DeRozan, his relentlessness, his drive, it just wouldn't be stopped. And so he was turning the Raptors' defense. And maybe he wasn't getting all the way to the rim all the time, but he was... He was obliging the defense to do something. And he's a great passer against a moving defense. He's a fantastic passer in those sets. So he started picking apart the Raptors' defense. And when that happened, the Raptors, they had a really tough time stopping him. So the Raptors are going down 103-101. Marco Bellinelli just hit the three. And it all comes down to this. Not the true changing of the guard because Pascal had Kawhi last year. And Pascal didn't emerge into stardom when DeMar DeRozan was on the team, but Pascal gets that post up on DeMar. He has that little shoulder dive, boom, hits DeMar in the chest. DeMar takes that step out to the middle of the floor. He thinks he thinks Pascal's going to go middle. Pascal rolls off of DeMar's body, going straight to the bucket. That smooth spin we've seen so many times, and he missed it. Just pushed it a little bit too hard. Maybe a little bit of nerves, I'm not too sure. Maybe a bit of rust from not playing in games for some time. But he missed it. And then so the Raptors put in a position where they have to foul. Lowry comes back down the floor and launches a massive triple. They have roughly four seconds. The Spurs are able to inbound it to Aldridge. Lowry gets there for the foul. And Lowry, you know, Aldridge goes to the line. He misses both free throws. The second one hits the back rim hard, pops back up. Siakam gathers it running it up the floor, sprinting it up the floor, but a bunch of different Spurs throwing themselves at him, slowing him down. By the time he got the shot up, 
it was so far away from the from the basket, even from the three point line. It was just a heave, put it up there, and final buzzer. The Raptors they weren't able to pull it out in this one, and they just they lose another close game, and they've lost they've lost a lot of close games lately, and that has to be really draining. But maybe the silver lining is that once Siakam, once Powell, once everybody, and Gasol too, once everybody is back. They won't have these types of games, or if they do, they'll be winning a lot more of them. It isn't going to be Kyle Lowry at the end of the game. At least they had a bunch of different places to go at the end of the game. We had a, a very successful Siakam post-up that he makes 99 out of 100 times. He just missed a layup. Tough miss, tough look for my guy Siakam, but hey, them's the breaks. That's what happens sometimes, and the Raptors put in a tough position after that, but at least they had that. At least it didn't just have to be a Lowry heave three, four possessions in a row or this miraculous but chaotic dive to the rim. It was actually something that was a good basketball play. And the Raptors, they have options down the stretch now. We'll see them stretch their legs in that way. But in this one, just not enough. That huge scoring drought in the fourth quarter, that's what did them in in what was otherwise a pretty well-played game. Disappointing. Obviously good for DeMar. He came back and he took this game for the Spurs. And he, he's one of the best drivers in the league. But even in this game, it was a little bit of that extra oomph. He definitely had something pushing him. He wouldn't stop. Kept pressing the Raptors defense. And that is eventually what got the Spurs back into this game. So kudos to him for this one. And the Reggie Evans Award. I'm going to give it to Serge Ibaka. I thought he competed really well with LaMarcus Aldridge. Aldridge... I know a lot of people have soured on him, but he's still a very good player. He's still a load to deal with, and I thought that Ibaka did a fantastic job keeping up with him and outplaying him. Ibaka, the third most winningest or fourth most winningest player, I think, this decade. He's won a lot of games, and, uh, you know, he has that he has that pedigree. He's a champion now, so he can go in, he can tangle with, he can tangle with Aldridge. He can make Aldridge look like a bum with, what, 11 points, 4 rebounds? That's that's Ibaka for the most part. Ibaka did a great job. And Ibaka, for his own numbers, I think he had, what, 21 and 14? That's big time. That's huge. He's a plus 12 for a reason. The Raptors, they're winning the game when he's on the floor because he held down the paint. And this was a fantastic Ibaka game to watch for sure. The top quick reaction comment from Z Master with a Raptors HQ logo. Sir, you got to change that to Raptors Republic. What are you doing? Z-Master says, Am I the only one who can't stand watching the Raps when McCaw is playing? Game after game after game, I cringe when he's on the floor. I like to believe we are playing him to get him traded because Masai and NN aren't stupid. Yeah, it's an interesting thing, and anybody who listens to the podcast knows I'm not... I don't understand the fixation with McCaw. He's definitely had good games. There's been some impressive games, like 11 assist games where they're running a lot of those uh, horns sets through him, and he's... He's doing a good job of providing the guys who are coming off the screens with the ball. That's fine. He he can have a good defensive possession here and there. But I, yeah, I'm on your side. I don't know why he gets the play that he does. It doesn't make that much sense for me. And I will be happier once he's not really a part of the rotation. Certainly, I'm not a, I'm not a big McCaw guy at all. I want Davis the second to have most of his minutes. Because I think that Davis II has, he flashes a lot of special potential a lot of the times. Even he had a, a pass in this game where it was really sleek drop-off pass. And you just see guys who have that type of decision-making while going downhill. 
while also understanding that Davis has the handle and the body to get himself going downhill. It's And the fact that he's shooting as well as he is, which might not be sustainable, maybe it is, but all those things meaning that Davis, you kind of want to run with him, see what you got there, and McCaw seems to be stagnating that to some point. But that's probably it for this reaction podcast. The Raptors losing 105-104 to the San Antonio Spurs with the their beloved DeMar DeRozan, our beloved DeMar DeRozan. You know, at least he won one. I don't know, I don't know how many people are, are sour on DeMar, but I still love the guy to death. He's my favorite player of all time, so I I don't I don't like losing this game, but if to anybody, a fantastic second half from DeMar DeRozan is not the worst way to lose a basketball game but for me that's it i hope you enjoyed listening to this whether you're doing it in the morning or at night have a blessed day and goodbye everyone needs more vacation right the new united gateway card knows how to take you away with great travel rewards and no annual fee ever the wait for vacation is over tap now or visit unitedgatewaycard.com to apply everyone needs more vacation right The new United Gateway card knows how to take you away with great travel rewards and no annual fee, ever. The wait for vacation is over. Tap now or visit unitedgatewaycard.com to apply. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York.